You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You want Big Ten team win totals? We have Big Ten team win totals for you for the 2021 college football season in comparison to what we set versus the official lines from betonline.ag. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Friday, June 4th, and on today's episode, a couple days ago, we went over the Big Ten East. Today, we go over the Big Ten West. And who was here? For the West Division originally to set those and approximate those numbers with me, it was Andrew Wade, the host of Locked On Hawkeyes. He is back to go over these numbers, compare them to Bet Online, and reiterate our thoughts on if we think now that the lines are official, the seven teams in the Big Ten West Division will go over or under their numbers set from Bet Online for the 2021 season. Andrew Wade, as always, a pleasure to see you. Your mustache looks fantastic, by the way. <laughs> I like how we just talked about in the show. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's looking good, man. Getting real, getting real thick in there. So I'm um, getting it trimmed up tomorrow. So it should be nice. But happy to be here, man. Excited to actually join you again. It's been been a hot second since I've recorded a show or been on a show. <laughs> how is Locked On Hawkeyes doing at this point? What are you guys talking about? Uh, uh, well, nothing for the last two weeks because I have not been able to do anything. But we came back yesterday with. Uh, and a whole Iowa baseball review with Kyle mm. Huseman, who is the beat reporter for the Iowa baseball team, kind of giving a breakdown of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And then we had uh, Kyle Huxdorf, who is a recruit for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He was on the show yesterday as well. Um, hoping to get with the Iowa, obviously the recruiting period kind of picking up. Yeah. Iowa should probably get between, I would say, 10 and 12 commits in the next couple months. So hoping to get a lot of those guys on and uh, keep us busy until we get to football season, man. With a dead period coming to an end after over a year long on Tuesday night, which was midnight, which was technically Wednesday morning, June 2nd or 1st or whatever it was. Regardless, with the dead period coming to an end, there's going to be a lot of recruiting news coming out over these next couple of weeks. As kids return to campuses for on-campus visits, there will be a lot of recruiting news in my mind. Nobody is better at bringing recruits on to hear their perspective about why they want to attend a school than Andrew Wade, the host of Locked On Hawkeyes. From basketball to football to baseball, Andrew Wade has had people on talking about why Iowa, why the Big Ten. So if you want to dive in, Locked On Hawkeyes, that is your host right there, Andrew Wade. But Andrew, as we look as we look forward to the Big Ten football season, I think you bring up a good point. It's a little bit slow right now. So we look forward to the Big Ten football season to bring that optimism and a sense of positivity as we get ready for the fall. We, a couple weeks ago on this very podcast, set and approximated some numbers that we thought might be the Big Ten team win totals for the West Division. Did Bet Online learn from us? Maybe so, because Andrew Wade, out of these seven teams in the Big Ten West Division, we were spot on with three of the numbers that were set that are the exact same that you see at Bet Online. I will go over those numbers now in comparison to what we had a few weeks ago and the official lines set out for the team win totals from Bet Online for the Big Ten West. We started, of course, at the top of the 2020 standings, and that was Northwestern. We set it at six and a half. Bet Online had it at six. Then we went to Iowa, the team you cover. We set it at eight and a half. So did Bet Online. Woo! Then we set Wisconsin at nine and a half. Bet Online also nine and a half for Wisconsin. I set Minnesota, and this was a little bit of a debate we had, at five and a half. Bet Online has Minnesota at seven. That was one of the bigger misses we had in terms of overall numbers. Then Nebraska was at five and a half. Bet Online set it at six. 
Then Purdue was five and a half, bet online at five. And then we were both spot on for Illinois to round out the Big Ten West. We had it three and a half. So did bet online. There's a couple of juices there. And Andrew Wade, who is a betting man himself, understands the term juice. And when the book puts out juice for what you have to lay on the price for a bet, that indicates how the book feels about what they will receive for this bet and what is the most likely outcome. So, for instance, I said that Nebraska was set at six from bet online. The over there was minus 130. Pretty much saying the book expects it to go over six for Nebraska. They're trying to entice you to take the under or at least recoup some of their wins or whatever wagers or their handle, whatever it might be there. But Andrew Wade, let's start with our overall aspect. Three of the seven, we got spot on. You and I have a bright future in odds making. Uh, I feel like I really appreciate you bringing me in on that we, but I didn't set anything. I just gave you my prediction. So appreciate you including me on that, but that's a hundred percent. It was a conversation. You. Was it not a little I, back and forth? I, I mean, like with you and gave you my thoughts, right. but I did not set those lines. So you just went on right. for two minutes about how we did all this awesome stuff. And I'm in the back sitting. I did nothing. I was like the backup quarterback who just rode Tom Brady's coattails to a Super Bowl. Like I didn't do, sh- I didn't do anything. I almost cussed on <laughs> on the show. I didn't do a single thing. But happy to be here, man. Uh, some of those lines are very interesting, though. I will say, I say we because we are all part of the Big Ten community, <laughs> and I think you did things. If I'm Spencer Petrus, you're Alex Padilla. Is he the backup for Iowa? Yeah, this year? That, that's a good oh. one. Yeah, look at nice that, job, man. We're doing a bit. You know, still a quarterback competition in sorts. Well, we make each other better. I think that's what we did when we set our original <laughs> approximated, guesstimated Big Ten team win totals for the West Division. But you were saying a couple of those numbers are interesting to you. Which ones from Bet Online jump off the page? Uh, Nebraska and Minnesota's. Nebraska's mm-hmm. being at six is such a predictable line because I, when I look at their schedule, I, I thought they would win probably seven games. But right. every single year they've won five. They've been riding the cusp of you know getting to that six-win mark. Um, that's kind of been where the program has been at. Um, having it at minus 130 to go over means they want they, – they know Nebraska fans are going to be hyped up on this team and they're going to want to take the over. They don't want to lose money on that. Um, the smart person, though, I mean, you got to look at what Nebraska has done and – got to look at the team and think maybe you go under on this one just because of the the odds there minnesota oh my gosh i might have to go bet that today though um i do not you said seven and a half or is it seven seven i said it at five and a half initially we had some conversations with some golden gopher backers that were like five and a half are you crazy this is a six seven possibly eight win team i think you took the over of the five and a half that i set originally a few weeks ago what do you feel about the seven that was set officially by bet online I'm taking the under. I th- I think they're probably at six wins. I just don't like this team. I know everyone's very excited about Muhammad Ibrahim, Ibrahim and like also I understand Minnesota fans hate me and that's understandable because <laughs> I'm not a huge Minnesota fan myself. Um, I don't like most of their fans, but sure. um, I just don't think their team is that strong. They lost a lot of players. Um, I'm not a big fan of Tanner Morgan. That usually gets me a lot of heat. I just what he does is great within a certain scheme and great when you have great talent around him, but he's lost so many good wide receivers, um, Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman. I mean, that's, that's tough to lose those kind of guys. And I think when you go up against the big 10, especially the big 10 West, there's a lot of very strong secondaries in that big 10 West that he's not going to be able to throw all over. Um, Iowa has one of the best secondaries. Wisconsin always has a very consistent secondary. I mean, these are, these are the top two teams. You have to beat those guys. Northwestern always has a relatively strong defensive bend, but don't mm-hmm. break. He's not going to let, you know, Tanner Morgan go over the top. I mean, these are teams that Minnesota is going to struggle against. I just can't imagine them getting over that six win mark. 
I said on the show originally because I got caught in the crossfire of a little Twitter debate among Minnesota fans, and I appreciate that at this time of the year that we can talk in May when we set these lines initially and now in June about team win totals for the 2021 college football season. I truly do. I think it's one of the best parts about the Big Ten community. I said on the show when we were doing it, I would take the under. Then I was like, you know what? I'd probably take the over. I'd go with six, maybe even seven. As it stands at seven, I'd say it's more likely to be a push or an under than it is to go over the seven. And again, I'm not knocking Minnesota. They return a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Their entire uh, starting offensive line is pretty much back. But you'll notice a trend in college football this year with the ability due to the COVID year to have your eligibility reinstated and to keep that year. You're going to have a lot of returning talent back across the country in years that we haven't seen before. So having all that back is not necessarily a huge advantage for Minnesota over other teams because a lot of other teams in the Big Ten and beyond have a lot of returning production. Yes, having Tanner Morgan is back is huge. Yes, having the Big Ten running back of the year and Mo Ibrahim is huge. Having Chris Altman Bell back is huge, but you, you lose Rashad Bateman. So on the offensive side of the ball, I think they'll be fine. I think they will be able to have some good things happen under Mike Sanford Jr. And I think the offense will look more like it did in 2019. The defense was terrible last year in 2020. And it was a weird compacted year with some COVID issues on Minnesota. And they had to fill in some gaps for some guys that were not ready. They gained that experience last year. They went through those lumps. How does it translate to 2021? I need to see it before I believe it because it was so bad last year that I think that's a gaping hole on the defensive side for Minnesota. So unless that's completely flipped on its head and they're a hundred percent better, then I still think this is a six-win team, potentially seven, but nothing more than that. I mean, look at their schedule. It starts off the first game of the year in the Big Ten Conference. Well, not the first game because Nebraska and Illinois play in week zero, but the first game of week number one on a Thursday night hosting Ohio State. Then they have Colorado on the road. That will be a tough test with a Pac-12 opponent. They open up the rest of the Big Ten portion of play on the road at Purdue. Never easy. Nebraska at home, Maryland at Northwestern, at Indiana, at Iowa, and then they end the year with Wisconsin. That's a tough schedule. If they get six wins out of that, I think that's a great job by P.J. Fleck to bounce back from where Minnesota was in 2020. I just don't know if I see it as of yet to go over seven with how bad that defense was. So Andrew Wade and I are talking Big Ten team win totals for the 2021 college football season. We're talking overs and we're talking unders. If you set my favorite Built Bar flavors at nine, I would take the over because of the occasional limited time flavor. But what is your favorite Built Bar? I go the over of the nine delicious flavors they have on regular rotation because of those limited time flavors. But whatever one is your favorite, they're all absolutely delicious. It's like favorites, like one, one A, one B, one C, you know, it's all super good. The nine delicious flavors that Built Bar has are as follows. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And there's also those limited time flavors as well. Around Valentine's Day, there was some incredible stuff. And one of the best things about Built Bar is if you go to BuiltBar.com and you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of those nine original flavors. And on top of that, what's even better about Built Bar is they're all healthy for you. None of the bad stuff, all the good stuff that keeps you running at your absolute best. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So whatever your favorite flavor is, maybe you want to adventure out and try something new. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or peanut butter brownie or whatever you like so go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Team win totals for the Big Ten Conference. That's how we round out this week on the Long Tom Big Ten Show. But you can also find team win totals for the other Power Five conferences, Group of Five conferences, everything you need at Bet Online. But here on the Locked On Podcast Network's College Channel, we have the Power Five covered. Locked On Big Twelve with Josh Neighbors. Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy. Locked On Pac Twelve with Cindy Robinson. Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper. Locked On ACC is probably bumping this week with the news that Coach Mike Krzyzewski is going to retire at the end of this season for Duke basketball. All of that can be covered on a daily basis on your favorite conference podcast. Here on Locked On Big Ten, we continue rolling through the team win totals. Yeah, I mean, when I look at that first bit of the schedule, there's only two games where I say Minnesota should be favored and will win that game, right? I think Ohio State is definitely a loss. Going at Colorado, probably a loss. At Purdue, Purdue's a sneaky team, and especially against a bad defense, that's tough. Um, I'm actually slightly higher on Nebraska than a lot of people would expect. And I actually right. really like what Maryland did last year in certain games. Um, having two, uh, I always mess up. So I'm just going to say Tua's little brother because I always mess Tulea up. Tonga Vailoa. Yeah, I'm always going to, I'm just bad with names. And I'm trying not to piss off too many people. I know Minnesota fans right. probably see me get on. They're like, we're just not even going to listen today. But I, I just don't, there's not a lot of wins on this schedule. And I just don't like this team. I, I am just really not a big Tanner Morgan fan. So I really, I struggle to like what this offense can do, especially in a very good big 10 um, from a defensive perspective. You look at the fact they returned their whole offensive line. Their defense is terrible. They are going to run the ball a lot too. So relying on Tanner Morgan isn't going to be as big of a deal unless they are in a, a time situation where they need to put a lot of points on the board because they're down, which is never a very good situation for Tanner Morgan to be in. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's a guy who needs to be playing within structure. He's a guy who needs to have quick passes out, and it's just not going to work for him. I mean, listen, Tanner Morgan had one of the most efficient seasons a quarterback has ever had in 2019 in the history of college football. It ranks in the top 20, which is pretty remarkable considering a Minnesota quarterback really hasn't been up there for the most part. But, and not to knock Tanner Morgan, because you can only play with the people with you, but he took advantage of a great offensive system with two now NFL wide receivers and Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson. So we, without them there, we did not see that same level of production last season. And Tanner Morgan was a lot more inconsistent than we had seen in 2019. I think Minnesota will put out a product on the field that more closely resembles 2019 than 2020. I just don't know if it's enough to go over seven wins. The other team you brought up that jumped off the page to you was Nebraska. We set it at five and a half. Bet Online has it at six. Again, the over juice to minus 130. Like Andrew said, they expect a lot of hype on the Huskers, as always is the case in the offseason. So they want to make sure they can recoup some of those bets and not just have everybody come in on the over and then they're paying out a bunch so i think nebraska has a shot of getting to six but i think six is a great mark because again for nebraska it is such a tough schedule it is really every year but to have illinois to open up the year i don't expect illinois to be great this year neither does bet online they have them at three and a half but buffalo is a good mac team that now has a lot of people changing over so we'll see exactly what happens there as Lance Leipold left he took a lot of Buffalo's talent but then you have Oklahoma on the road at Michigan State who I expect to be improved Northwestern and Michigan at home at Minnesota Purdue at home uh they also have a game in there against Fordham I forgot about that week one but whatever uh Ohio State 
at home. And then they end the year at Wisconsin and Iowa on Black Friday. And that game against the Hawkeyes is always competitive. But if they can get six wins there, fantastic. I think that is an accomplishment. And I don't say that in a bad way, but to push bet online's team win total, I think would be a great year for Scott Frost and company in 2021. Completely agree. I mean, but the first part of their schedule isn't too bad. You expect they should be three and zero. One of the issues they had uh, two years ago was they just got off to such a bad start. I believe one of their games was canceled. They were trying to get another makeup game in. They lost a game early. I mean, they just get off to such bad starts. By the end of the season, they're kind of playing relatively well in the tougher part of their schedule. Um, right. I look at this the way they play Iowa, and Iowa is a team that. Uh, they play up to their competition and sometimes they play down to their competition as well because they are a team that moves a little bit slower. They're a little more methodical. And if you can find a way to stop that, you can get them out of the rhythm. When I look at that though, Nebraska does have some talent returning. Um, Obviously it's always tough to gauge how good Nebraska is going into fall because every report coming out of camp is always that Nebraska is the best team since 1998 Nebraska. I mean, that's, what it seems like, but they do have Oliver Martin on that side. Uh, you have, you know, uh, Adrian Martinez. Like, I expect him to be a bit better. He's struggled the last couple of years. Um, my biggest issue with them is the fact they're so darn gimmicky in the red zone. They don't rely on some of the things they do pretty well in between the hashes or between the 20s to get down to the red zone. And the fact that they don't utilize their playmakers very well. Scott Frost should have a better sense of that. And I think if he does, and if they can get off to a hot start, they can actually catapult that into a relatively good season. I mean, if you get off to a 3-0 start, you play Oklahoma well. I don't think you win that game. You play them well, and you beat Michigan State and Northwestern. I think those are winnable games. You're at 5-1. and one going into Michigan, Minnesota, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa. That's a tough stretch. But you get 5-1 and one before that stretch, you've got to be feeling pretty darn good about this team. Right. But I was about to echo your point there. Their final month of the regular season, really starting in November with Ohio State, it goes Ohio State by week, I or Wisconsin, and then Iowa. If they don't get to six wins, if they're not bowl eligible by the start of November, I think it's going to be very tough for Nebraska to get that six win unless they pull a monumental upset at that point of the season. But I agree with Andrew. There's a good chance they could win five of their first six games and then maybe pick up one more. And now you're talking bowl eligibility. You're talking maybe even getting over the line that bet online set. So we have a couple more minutes here, Andrew Wade. I want to get your thoughts on the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll end with that one. But first, another team that we talked about, the Wisconsin Badgers, who has the highest win total set by bet online at nine and a half. However, when we're talking about juice, as you lay your wagers, the under is minus 140 of that nine and a half total set by bet online. What did you make of that number? That's interesting. They put it at minus 140. Wisconsin's a very yeah. interesting team coming into this year because they didn't lose that much. And offensively, you've got to expect Graham Mertz to play up the Graham Mertz that happened before they went on a COVID shutdown. Right. right. So, and that was that was good. I mean, that was so fun to watch. I hated how fun it was to watch Wisconsin football that first week against Illinois. Obviously, we saw what Illinois did, and that wasn't very good over the course of the season. But Wisconsin is traditionally a 9, 10, 11 win team. Um, I just obviously covered one third or one fourth of the entire you know, possible outcomes there, but they're usually a nine, 10, 11, one team um, in the big 10 and usually bordering on that 10 to 11 wins. They take care of business in the non-conference schedule. They have a pretty decent draw from a regular, from a conference schedule to me though. I, <laughs> I'm trying not to be a Homer for Iowa, right? It's very tough to try to come on here and not be a complete Homer. Um, I don't think I would take Wisconsin at minus, you say minus 140 under nine and a half. Yeah. That just isn't a good return 
for what right. probably could happen. Um, honestly, just because I like to, you know, I do like to get, get a little bit more money back on my return. I would probably take Wisconsin over the nine and a half just because of what they've done consistently. And I think yeah. as long as they beat Iowa, I think they will be a 10 win team. So when Andrew Wade and I, a couple weeks back, set the team win totals and guessed the over-unders that we approximated, we were trying to help out BetOnline. They don't need our help. They have algorithms and models and very smart people coming up with these numbers and what the juice might say and all that is encompassed in these lines that they set. Because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, until we get to college football season, will keep you held over. It's in full swing right now and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action as well. On top of the idea that we have these team win totals set, we have some early lines for week number one, we have conference future outrights, all of that at BetOnline. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are in the playoffs as we get ready for a new season on the horizon for the 2021 college football campaign. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you put in the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And once again, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I love Big Ten team totals so much. I could talk about them all week. In fact, that's what we have done here all week. On Wednesday, it was the Big Ten East with Locked On Buckeyes' Jay Stevens. To end out your week on this Friday, it's the Big Ten West with Locked On Hawkeyes' Andrew Wade. I think Wisconsin is a 10-win team. I think it's more likely, though, that Wisconsin finishes with 9 or 10 wins than it is that they would finish with 8 or 11. But I think Wisconsin is a 10-win team. And if you're giving me plus money to the over, I'm going to take that all day. In fact, I've already laid a bet at BetOnline on the over of the 9.5. I look at Wisconsin's schedule, and it's a tough start, right? You go at Penn State week number one, but based on what I have seen and based on the talent, I would still probably think Wisconsin – Actually, I think they've set some lines for that. I'll check and see who's favored there, but I would probably lean Wisconsin, but even that's a toss-up game. So then you have Eastern Michigan or Eastern Illinois, whatever that is, and then Notre Dame and Michigan, but both at home. Notre Dame is at Wrigley or somewhere. I'll figure that out too. Regardless, I think Wisconsin, if they start three and one out of that first four, or they even start two and two, like there's still a chance they could run the table because the rest of their schedule is pretty easy, all things considered. Illinois and Purdue are your two road games. You also finish at Minnesota as well. The crossover, though, outside of Penn State Michigan early on, you have Rutgers, but you have Northwestern, Nebraska, and Iowa. And that game against Iowa to round out October, Halloween weekend, will be the game, I think, that decides the Big Ten West. But to have that at home in Camp Randall, where we expect full capacity this year, that's a huge blessing for Wisconsin. It's annoying. I mean, Camp Randall is so tough to play at. Uh, it's just it's one of those places where you see a team and you say, OK, these teams are equal on paper. If there's a Camp Randall, you give Wisconsin the W there. You just you kind of have to assume it's going to be a W. Um, I look at their first four games and I expect a win against Penn State, a win against Eastern Michigan. I think they could beat Notre Dame. That's going to be an interesting game with Jack Cohn on the other side and then definitely right. beat Michigan. I, I think there's a I think there's a better chance to go three and one in those four games, if not four and oh. And then you're set up real nicely for the rest of their schedule. I also looked it up real quick. Um, eight of the last 13 years, Wisconsin has won 10 games. And let me see, six of the last, or sorry, five of the last seven, they've won 10 games. So all in the Paul Chris area, obviously the Barry Alvarez, Gary Anderson area as well for one of those seasons. But um, they're just a model of consistency in the Big Ten. And I don't see anyone putting them down this year. And I think it's going to be a dude, Iowa just got got a crappy draw on that one. I just don't, I don't think it's, uh, it's Iowa's year this year to get above over that hump. 
And I'm also looking down at my phone right now because I need to confirm who the new Iowa or excuse me, Wisconsin athletic director is that they named this week. This is coming from my good friend, George Belecci. If you can see this, our text messages, <laughs> Chris McIntosh is the new athletic director named for Wisconsin athletics. He takes over obviously for the Don Barry Alvarez, who's retiring at the end of this month of June, Chris McIntosh, a former Wisconsin offensive lineman, a former first round pick of the Seattle Seahawks will now be the athletic director in Madison. So kudos to them there. We'll see how his first football season goes this upcoming fall. Let's finish with the Iowa Hawkeyes bet online and us or me, I guess, because you don't want any part of it, but bet online and myself here on the locked on big 10 podcast set the same line. It's eight and a half. For the Hawks, what do you make of that number? We going over? We going under? Well, I mean, this is me being incredibly biased. I'm going to take the over every single time because I bet on so Iowa to win all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I think right. it, that makes sense, though. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have to. I just, uh, I, if, I, if, if I think they're going to lose, I just don't bet on it because I just can't bet on. I just don't like it. Right. Um, right. When I look at the schedule, though, it basically comes down to the first two games. If they win those first two games, Iowa's going to get over the eight and a half game mark. After sure. that. It's not, I don't want to say smooth sailing, but it, it kind of is. I mean, you, you could expect them to go seven and zero heading into the Wisconsin game. I mean, that's yeah. how, that's how good of a schedule they have after Indiana, after Iowa state, the good thing about Indiana, I think Indiana has the ability to beat Iowa. I think they're more talented than Iowa potentially, at least from some of the skill positions, uh, mm-hmm. i.e. quarterback for sure. Um, yeah. I would take Michael Penix jr. Over Spencer Petras any day, right. but that game being in Iowa City is such a huge advantage for the Hawks mm. that I, I think that's going to be a you got to chalk it up to a W. That Kinnick is going to be bumping. Kinnick got like eight or nine thousand people for their spring game, and people more people wanted to go. I mean, people are itching for Iowa football. Wow. I, it sucks for Indiana to have to play that game. Iowa State's going to be quite a match, um, which is going to be Chills. miserable to watch. Chills already. Yeah, what, already. what a game that's going to be. Um, but I think Iowa can match up well with them as well. Iowa State likes to the ball. Brees Hall runs the ball well. Obviously, Brees Hall is one of the best running backs in the entire um, country. But Iowa's defense is their bread and butter this year, more so than every other year. I mean, their defense is what holds them in games. But this year, their defense, in my opinion, has has the potential to be legendary. They have, I would consider, probably a top three secondary returning. They have a linebacker group that both those guys could be All-Americans one day. And their defensive line is the weakness. But as we've seen the last three seasons – They've replaced at least three dif- defensive linemen every single year and somehow managed to turn out more All-Americans and an even better defensive line. So to me, I'm pretty excited to watch that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I take Iowa the over, though. I think they do win those first two games and they, they roll from there. To echo your point about the defensive line, and listen, I was coming in a little bit green to last year's Big Ten football season, but I didn't know who Davion Nixon was until we got underway. I'm sure people that covered Iowa on a daily basis or really had a focus on the Big Ten knew who Davion Nixon was, but the Big Ten Defender of the Year – in my mind, kind of came out of nowhere, and he was an absolute freak in a force within the Big Ten Conference. So I agree. I think Iowa is going to be very, very good this year. Let's not forget also, after starting 0-2, they won their final six games of the 2020 season, showing that progress as well. I think Spencer Petras takes the next step. To have Tyler Goodson back is going to be huge. Tyrone Tracy is going to be huge. Don't laugh when I say nice things about Spencer Petras. Come on, that's not very nice. <laughs> I Please. hope he does. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line is going to be great. I, I think Iowa and Wisconsin, I really think it will come down to that game in October, the final weekend of it, to decide who wins the Big Ten West this year. But I would also take the over of Iowa's schedule as well. To start off the season the way Iowa does, you are going to learn what the ceiling for this team is very, very quickly. Because if they start off 2-0 in what is potentially two top 15, top 20 matchups, oof, 
This could be a team that wins 10 or 11 games, like sincerely. Like, I really think that could be the case. Their toughest crossover game is at home versus Penn State, but the other two crossovers at Maryland, and where's the other one? Oh, it's Indiana. So, at home. At least they have the both two of them <laughs> at home. So, what a draw. Listen, I, th- I think Indiana, that's going to be a great game. My one concern for the Hoosiers is what is the health of Michael Penix Jr.? That will be his first game action. I mean, it's everybody's first game action, but his first game action coming off that ACL surgery. You know, maybe if this game was week five, I would feel differently about it. I think it's a toss-up right now. So I like where this stands for Iowa. I would take the over of the eight and a half. I took the over of the eight and a half that we set. I think we went through all the Big Ten team win totals in the West Division, and we did a great job, Andrew. This was a fun Friday show. Did you have fun? I mean, I always have a blast talking to you, buddy. Yeah, we have a great time. All right, Andrew Wade, the host (laughs) of Locked On Hawkeyes. Always a pleasure. Your mustache looks great. Don't touch it. So many thanks again to my guy, Andrew Wade, the host of Locked On Hawkeyes, for joining this podcast to go back over the lines that we slash I set and to go over the over and unders of everything involved for what might be the Big Ten West in the 2021 college football season. So that is the Big Ten. If you want news outside of the Big Ten, you can get all the news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Trey Young takes a bow at Madison Square Garden and the Knicks are eliminated. NBA news, it's playoff time. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is the final episode of this week, a programming reminder for the foreseeable future here on Locked On Big Ten. Until we really get back into the thick of it in August leading into the college football season, we will be three days a week. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So our next episode is after the weekend on Monday. Probably some Big Ten football season preview coming your way on Monday as well. Until we get to that episode, have a splendid weekend.